Well, millions of people in India and Bangladesh are evacuating their homes amid coronavirus lockdowns, with super cyclone Amvan due to make landfall in just a matter of hours. It's the strongest storm ever recorded in the Bay of Bengal. Both countries are trying to maintain social distancing at evacuation centers. But the bottom line is this will be a disastrous event for two countries already overwhelmed by the coronavirus. Well, Pedram Javahiri is tracking the storm and joins us now. Give us a sense of when it might make landfall. Hi, Pedram. Hi, Robin. Good seeing you. Uh, yes, it is uh, closing in on land here within the next, say, five to seven hours. We think uh, early this afternoon, early this evening, really the, the most likely time, uh, time and scenario for the storm system to approach and then make landfall somewhere just south of Kolkata. At this point, still looking at a strong Category 2 equivalent system, 175 kilometers per hour winds. But really the scope of the storm system, the breadth of the system, and you kind of look at the cloud field for that, you see it span over 2,800 kilometers. So you put the system across Europe, that would span from Lisbon towards Warsaw. You put it on top of the United States from the Canadian border southward into portions of the northern Mexican border. So again, really speaks to the large nature of this particular storm, even as it has weakened. And the size really does make a difference when it comes to a storm of this magnitude, because it was at 270 kilometers per hour just a couple of days ago. That intensity certainly has displaced quite a bit of water, quite a bit of cyclonic energy in advance of it. So that translates into a significant storm surge, especially on a coastal area like this in southern Bangladesh, eastern India, where we do have a very gradual slope. So that allows the water levels to rise tremendously. And notice a wave storm surge heights as high as five meters possible, which typically are reserved for storms of, say, Category 4 or Category 5 equivalent. But again, given the nature of this particular area, the shallow seas on the coast there, we know a storm surge generally of, say, four plus uh, meters is uh, rather destructive, uh, typically as high as a one-story building there and certainly can decimate any properties on the coast. And we know as, uh, as areas here are very low elevation, certainly going to extend farther inland. So that's why evacuations here are certainly a very important thing. And it sounds like at least a lot of people are taking it seriously as best as they can. Robin. Okay, Pedro, thanks so much. So joining me now from Dhaka, Signa Chakraborty is the Bangladesh country manager for Catholic Relief Services. Uh, thank you. Uh, what is the biggest concern you have right now? So the biggest concern is our people are basically facing two risks at the same time. One is the clear danger from the cyclone and the invisible risk of COVID-19. Um, they are stressed. They are already about go, going to the evacuation center and also maintaining the physical distance. Well, how do you do that? Because this is an evacuation, a mass evacuation of many, many people. Uh, you know, is, is social distancing even possible in these circumstances? So, yeah, you are right. It is, it is really not feasible. But what we have tried is we sanitized the cyclone shelters. Since last two days, our frontline workers are working with the people there alongside the government to sanitize the cyclone shelters, creating more smaller places such as schools or smaller buildings that are available and buying like sheets, soaps, hand sanitizer, dustbins and everything we kept ready so that people can still feel confident to come. We also disseminated the message that we made it clean. We'll maintain the distance as much as possible. We also have made the arrangements for family if they can stay within the shelter so that they're not mixed up with 
many people. I mean, it is going to be crowded, but still there will be some sort of uh, physical distancing uh, as far as possible. You try the best you can under the circumstances. I know that uh, your organization continues to work with the Rohingya. What's your biggest worry for this, I mean, certainly vulnerable, vulnerable group? Yes, I mean, this is really um, highly concerning to us because of the already difficult condition that they live in, which is their weak homes and the fragile environment. The soil is very unstabilized soil. So even a minimum rain makes it very vulnerable. What we did is we actually have stockpiled the shelter materials uh, and the ropes and the tarps and everything so that anything happens, we are ready to support and rebuild them and repair them as quickly as possible. Uh, I mean, at the best, that's what minimum we can do, but we have stockpiled everything for covering all the houses there in the designated camps. Okay, well, stay safe. Good luck. It's going to be a busy, uh, perhaps tough next few hours. Thank you. Namaste, Namaskar, Namushka. So this is how we greet people in India. So Nepal claim Khokla, Amar Plate Ache Thokla, and this is Raj from Let's Talk. Today's Shoniwa special, Spooky Saturdays. Today's special segment, we are going to talk about Nepal, which claims some of Indian territories are their part are. Coronavirus and Aro case buried at the shape are coined part three. So let's go. So, welcome to Saturday's special segment, Spooky Saturdays. Hey, this is Raj and welcome. So, Nepal is the first time. Nepal released a political map release in this coronavirus pandemic situation. Nepal has a political map which says that Kalapani, Limpiadhura, and Lipulek is the Nepal part. If you all know, that this is the Uttarakhand and Arunachal Pradesh, and the border is the same as the Nepal claims that this is the same as the map. This is the map that is So, Nepal is a senior executive, uh, as a diplomat, Mr. Bhattarai, she described that this border dispute was settled in the past. So, all these things are part of historic architecture. So, the Kalapani is part of the Nepal. So, 
কালাপানি বা এগুলো তাদেরকে দিয়ে দেওয়া হোক এরকম কথা যে পাকিস্তান সাথে চাই না সে কালাপানি দিয়ে দেওয়ার কথা বলবে এটা একটু মানে কি বলবো তো নেপালের যে প্রাইম মিনিস্টার ওলি সে এখন মানে ইন্ডিয়াকে দায়ী করছে মানে দে আর ব্লেমিং আস যে উই আর দ্য কজ ফর ইনক্রিজিং কেসেস অফ করোনা ভাইরাস ইয়েস এই জিনিসটা নেপালের প্রাইম মিনিস্টার বলছে তো নেপালে কটা কেস আছে করোনা ভাইরাসের হার্ডলি ওয়ান থাউজেন্ড হার্ডলি ওয়ান থাউজেন্ড আমি রিসার্চ না করে কথাটা বলছি এবার তার বেশি হতে পারে ইন্ডিয়াতে ইট হ্যাজ কাম টু ওয়ান ল্যাখ এইটিন থাউজেন্ড তার মানে এই না যে নেপাল ইন্ডিয়ার থেকে সাফার করছে বা কিছু এই ব্যাপারটা নিয়ে আমি পরে আসছি তো এবার করোনা ভাইরাসের কেসেসের দিকে আসি করোনা ভাইরাসের কেসেসের দিকে দেখতে গেলে এখন যদি আমি আলোচনা করি করোনা ভাইরাসের কেসেসের দিকগুলো বাইরে খুব আওয়াজ হচ্ছে ডিস্টার্ব হচ্ছে তো এটু বলে নি ইউএসএ আছে সিক্সটিন ল্যাখ ক্যান ইউ ইমাজিন ষোলো লাখ পেশেন্ট ওয়ান পয়েন্ট সিক্স মিলিয়ন পেশেন্টস উইথ নাইনটি অলমোস্ট নিয়ার বাই হান্ড্রেড থাউজেন্ড ব্রাজিল রাশিয়াকে ছাপিয়ে গিয়েছে একদম আস্তে তারা এগিয়ে আসুক ইন্ডিয়া রাইট নাও হ্যাজ ওয়ান ল্যাখ টোয়েন্টি ফাইভ থাউজেন্ড পেশেন্টস আজকে তিনশো সাতটা কেস ইনক্রিজ হয়েছে এখন অবধি উইথ থ্রি থাউজেন্ড এবার নেপালের কথায় আসি এখানে নেপাল যদি আমি দেখি নেপাল 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 নেপালে পাঁচশো আটচল্লিশটা কেস ক্যান ইউ ইমাজিন ফাইভ হান্ড্রেড অ্যান্ড আস তাদের কেস কটা তুলে নেওয়ার জন্য একদম পুরো মানে কি বলবো টু লিফ্ট আপ দ্য লকডাউন দে হ্যাভ ক্রিয়েটেড অল পসিবল ওয়েজ বারে সোশ্যাল ডিস্টেন্সিং পাবজে সোশ্যাল ডিস্টেন্সিং সালুনে সোশ্যাল ডিস্টেন্সিং বিচে সোশ্যাল বিচ তো খুলে গিয়েছে আমি বিচের কথায় আসছিই না বিচ খুলে গিয়েছে তো লেটস প্রে এই ব্যাপারগুলো যাতে একটু তাড়াতাড়ি ওভারকাম করা যায় আর আই হোপ এরা খুব তাড়াতাড়ি সেরে উঠবে এবার আসছি কয়েনে কয়েনে আগের দিন আমরা পড়েছিলাম মানে শুনেছিলাম যে ওই সুপার মার্কেটের যে ম্যানেজার ছিল তার এই ব্যাপারে কোনো একটা সম্বন্ধ ছিল তো সকাল সকাল মানে এই হয় জানো তো এই হয় এই প্রবলেম গুলো ফেস করবে যখন তোমার কাছে একটা প্রপার রেকর্ডিং সেট থাকবে না প্রপার রেকর্ডিং সেট থাকলে বা একটা সাউন্ড প্রুফ রুম থাকলে এই জিনিসটা হয় না তো আই এম ফেসিং দিস প্রবলেম রাইট নাও তো কোনো কিছুর দিকে না থাকে লেট স্টার্ট এবার সাত নম্বর পার্ট থেকে শুরু করি রন আ পেড নো অ্যাটেনশন টু দ্য কমিশনার্স ওয়ার্নিং বিকজ 
আর এটা শুরু করার আগে বলে দিই যারা এই কয়েনটা এখান থেকে শুনছো দোজ ওয়ার লিসনিং ইট ফ্রম হেয়ার আগে গিয়ে আগে স্পুকি স্যাটারডেজ আর এই টিউজডে সেগমেন্টটা শুনে নিও ওখানে পার্ট ওয়ান পার্ট টুটা আছে সো লেটস স্টার্ট উইদাউট এনি ফার্দার রিডিউ রন পেড নো অ্যাটেনশন টু দ্য কমিশনার্স ওয়ার্নিং বিকজ হিজ মাইন্ড ওয়াজ অকিউপাইড উইথ দ্য ডিটেইলস অফ দ্য কেস threats warning consequences these were very few things that came to his mind at the very end of the thought lane the moment he left the commissioner's office he rushed towards his own cabin to delve himself into the file that he had got from the central jail of the prisoners dharmendra talked about on his way towards the cabin he saw a constable yawning over the chair the moment their eyes met the constable jumped out of his chair and saluted ronak bring two cups of tea quick give one to me treat yourself with the another one ronak said in a loud and a firm voice that made constable shiver for a second the moment he reached inside his own cabin he saw the disordered files over the table he paid no heed to settle them up just with a single swing of his arm he threw everything on the floor to make way for new files He sat in his chair, straightened his back and puffed a long breath before turning his thoughts to file. The first thing about the file that grabbed the attention of Ronak was the childish face of the person. By no means has he looked dangerous. By no means has he looked dangerous. Name: Sudhir Nagpal. Age: 35. This means that his current age would be around 38 as the file was documented 3 years ago he had been caught for numerous times before ronak read about everything when where he was born what he did in his childhood his studies his cases charges each and every detail in the meanwhile the constable bought him a cup of tea as well but ronak paid no attention Something stuck in the cords of the brain of Ronak while reading the file and he needed to access the room for single clarification. He did not waste a single second for anything and marched towards the locker room or I can say record room. Ronak was a frequent visitor there and hence no one asked him any question. He picked up some old files from different years. It was as if he knew what he was searching it for. as passed but his enthusiasm was still the same and then finally he came to a conclusion he came out of the record room and rushed towards the commissioner's office he wanted to let him know about his findings but he was not in the cabin in fact almost half the department was empty ronak decided to call the commissioner and he did hello in a sleepy voice jasmeet replied sir this case is something fishy all the records Ronak was filled with assumptions about the case and wanted to put them down in a single go but Jasmeet interrupted It's too past midnight Ronak grab some sleep we will discuss this in the morning Jasmeet cut the phone line and slept again he was not annoyed because he knew Ronak very well Ronak then realized that he had spent really long hours in the record room he decided to call it a day when the same constable arrived with the sketch Sir, Naveen sir told me to give this sketch to you. The staff at Big Bazaar helped me to make this one. The same child is faced. Ronak said to himself and chuckled. 
He knew that the killer was now not so far away from his trap. Ronak rode back to his apartment. As the city was getting ready to recognize the killer, they were breeding all day long. Posters of the sketch were distributed all around. The only wait was of the rising of the sun. Leaving so late, the clock was showing two hours past midnight when one of his colleagues noticed him leaving the premises of the call center where he worked. Actually needed to clean my account. The HR thing. He chuckled and kept on moving, showing the urgency. See you tomorrow, the colleague said to which he simply smiled. You will never see me again, man, he thought. He did not waste a single moment because he knew he had limited time. Although he was not in a hurry as everything was going according to the plan, he drove straight towards the place where he knew he can fetch the things he needed in the wee yards. Once he reached, he knocked the iron shutter as the shops were closed. No response. He now knocked it with more strength. A faint voice greeted him from inside. Coming. Wait. The shop owner whispered from inside slowly. He lifted the shutter, trying to make a minimum noise. Sudhir bhai, what's the urgency? He could have come in the morning. Spoiled the whole night. The man paid no attention to the words of the shop owner, simply gave him the list of items he wanted and some cash. The shop owner could easily see that the money was way more than the items will cost and hence got on work quietly, but immediately. The shop had all the items of daily needs and that's what he actually wanted. The shop owner took around 20 minutes to pack everything from the list and after that, he helped the man to keep everything in his car. But before he started the engine, the shop owner again asked out of curiosity. Are you going somewhere out for a week? Go and grab your sleep. Tomorrow will be a busy day for you. The shop owner understood nothing. He was confused but then he saw the money he got for the deal. Compensating. The sky was now turning dark blue. The morning was about to arrive. Soon the city will recognize the man who rode in the early hours and enjoying the morning breeze. Everything was planned and that was the beauty of this day. Do you know son, what's the one thing that everyone wants to have but everyone will hate once they have? His father asked. Son, as usual, stayed silent. Father knew that the son had no answer. And hence continued. The ability to see future. The father replied to his own question and then took a gap before explaining his point. The future is depressing. The present is full of hopes. And hopes require hard work. But if you can see the future and look at the outcome of your hard work, it will spoil your soul because in this world, nothing goes according to the plan. Nothing. I would say planning is the only stupidity that a person can do again and again and again. That's the only memory of his father to which he denied. He admired his father for his philosophy but this particular thing is absurd. Planning was necessary and this gave up the strength and the confidence to face the future. Soon he reached the spot from where he needed to change the vehicle and move forward to his favorite place, this playground. Finally. He was home, as usual. No one greeted him. The abandoned warehouse in the middle of the jungle where every wild animal stone wonder. This was indeed heaven for this man. He arranged the entire ration he collected in a proper manner. 
that took him a couple of hours but now time was not limited as from now till the next week he is having plenty of time he prepared the breakfast and while doing so he realized that his captive must be starving he heard nothing from him so far he hurried to the breakfast and descended towards the basement the man was still tied with plastic chair with ropes but was on the floor the struggle he had for hours was visible over the floor he was asleep at that moment but when a few drops of water fell on his face he regained consciousness the man helped to captive to eat as he seemed to have no power to struggle further the man waited for the perfect moment to start because he wanted to captive he wanted the captive to be in his full senses when it all began till that time he adjusted the camera angle he changed it now as the face was not an issue they already had the photograph so that's wasn't going to stay anonymous or i can say anonymous you know this is confusing some say anonymous some say anonymous i don't know what's the actual term sounds like he created the whole environment and the captive kept on watching it all the happening around him maybe he had heard the idea that this meal would be his last but this time he wasn't panicking because maybe last few hours have shown him the worst why me the captive finally out of curiosity asked the question for which the man was not ready because you had some questions and i never like to leave the questions unanswered the man replied are you doing this all out of revenge first you took revenge on my father and now you are doing it with me but do you know i had no choice the captive was whispering out of pain revenge is not in my dictionary as i said i am just answering your questions answered the man with no emotion in his face what questions are you talking about the man stayed silent to which his gray only nodded he knew what to expect so how will you do it finally the captive surrendered to his fate but had no clue what was planned for him by telling you a story now let's come to party part 8 is story to bolte chora story to shona the year was 1988 somewhere in the mid of september when he met these two most important people of his life the year indeed was full of events for him and hence he was ready for anything he was wandering the streets when he heard something from behind the long bushes The night was at its darkest hour and not a single soul could be seen anywhere in the vicinity. He could see the continuous blinking of lights from a vehicle that was parked at the side of the road. As he moved forward, the voice grew louder, but the voice wasn't coming from the car. It was coming from the bushes. The voice belonged to a female and must have her mouth shut by a cloth or so, he thought. he picked up a stone that could fit in his fist and forwarded towards the voice he had no idea what he would do but gut feeling made him do the stupid thing suddenly the voice stopped and that made him stop as well he saw a man standing in the bushes buttoning his shirt his hairs were disoriented and he was panting heavily he had a huge smile on his face 
he was talking to someone who was still lying on the ground. The child could see everything as the man was standing just below the street light. Soon he took out his purse and gave a lot of money to the other person who was on the ground. That was the time when his eye fell on the child standing with a stone in his hand. The child should have run away but something made him stay. The man came in rushing towards him, abusing him. The child sensed the danger and out of simple reflex action he threw the stone on the man's forehead. The man fell on the ground instantly, fainted. After all this, she came out of bushes handling her naked body and few clothes. She was not shy about coming out of those bushes in such a state. It was not the first time for her to be running without clothes at those hours on the lonely road. Her eyes had fear, but not panic. The child's eye had none. He was far. She was surprised. She lay down in front of the unconscious man. She instantly found that the man had died. She stood up, looked at the child from head to toe and asked him about whereabouts. He replied in his full story. While listening, she adjusted her clothes and then held the child's hand and took him directly to where she belonged, the red light area. The place was incredible. For the first time, the child saw naked men and women, not just by clothes but by their nature. Human behavior was as pure as it should be. The city men have been sleeping but this place was full of activity. The child was looking everywhere as if the Alice has come from her wonderland. But the most important part of all this was the lady that held the child's hand authority that she had shown over the child was just like a mother showed in hers. The child, for the very first time in years, felt the motherhood. She instructed the child to stay at a specific place till she returns. They were on the fourth floor. She went inside a room and then came out with a man who looked big and powerful. He was wearing a white kurta and was looking at the boy with disgust. She. The lady was continuously begging for something and finally the man agreed. She came back to the child, embraced his hair and kissed his forehead. For the child, this kind of affection was strange. Suddenly, everyone around started to shout. People started running out from different rooms and buildings. The lady looked terrified. She ran into the same room where the man was staying. The time, she took the child with her. She told everything that's happening outside and that made the man stand and panic and fear. A few policemen entered the room and at very moment, the man held the child's hand and pushed the lady out of the window from where she fell down on the ground floor and died. What kind of story was that? That's what I asked regularly but no one answered it yet. The child is faced, replied. His prey still waited for some sense to come up in what was happening with him. But it seemed to have that there was no end to this madness. The dawn had come. A thought ran through the hunter's mind and he whispered to himself, Here begins the game. Ronak was all charged up. Sitting in his cabin where he saw that Jasmeet, the commissioner, has just arrived at the police station. The smith called Ronak instantly to his cabin as he knew that Ronak had been waiting for so long. He was surprised to see the energy of a person who must have slept barely for a couple of hours the previous night. Sir, 
this person who was our suspect is a much bigger player than you think. There's something interesting about his background. Ronak started while talking the chair opposite to Jasmeet. Ronak started while taking the chair opposite to Jasmeet. There was no one in the cabin, just two of them. Ronak forwarded the file that had all information he had gotten from the central jail about the suspect. Sudhir Nagpal just meet read the first page of the file and instantly Ronak interrupted. I doubt that's the real name of the person. Instantly, Jasmeet gave the file on the back of the table and leaned back to listen to the theory that Ronak had worked upon the previous night. Everything that's written in this file is a lie and I can prove it to you if you give me 10 more minutes of yours. Ronak was building the aura. I'm all yours, Inspector. This file in front of you has all the details of this man whom we know as Sudhir Nagpal. Now I want you to look at the hospital where he was born. The first report against him, every single judge he had faced in his life. Trial. Just look at them and see the pattern, Ronak said. Jasmeet waited for more but then realized that Ronak wanted him to open the file and look by himself. He did the same. Read the entire name. Nothing stuck at him. He looked at Ronak and again said, Come to the point. The hospital mentioned got burned in 1992. The first report against him was in some remote area of Chhattisgarh. That too caught up in the fire in the same year and the judges mentioned all are dead now. So my point is, whosoever had made this file, he knew a great point or a great deal about the system is aware of how to make fools of us. That's not a single place left from where we can praise this man. This man must have done something terrible. All my gut feeling says he will do something terrible. Ronak rested his chair and put his hand on the chair and Jasmith was all confused looking at the files once again in hope of finding something that Ronak had mentioned. But how can we be so sure that we are finding this man only and we are not mistaken? There could be a chance that we are mixing two very different cases here. Jasmeet said, no chance sir, no chance at all. The staff at the mall where the victim number one was working made one sketch and that sketch matches with the photo on this file. Even if we ignore this detail, there is one more thing. Read the name of the jailer he had in current jail, Arman Malik. He's our... Jasmeet was about to say something but Ronak interrupted and completed the sentence. Arman Malik is the second victim of our killer. Ronak, after his visit to the commissioner's office, called Naveen inside his cabin and took the report of all posters that they had put over the entire city. We have received 17 calls from anonymous sources and almost all from Noida. I have dispatched one team to the specified place and we are waiting for the initial report. Naveen gave the brief, but Ronak left his chair in an instant. Let's move. We don't have that much time left. I suspect we will receive the third tape today only. The moment Ronak and Naveen came out of the police station, their eyes fell on the enormous crowd of media. They saw Jasmeet giving a statement about the double murder that the media was filing. And the ears of the media, you all know how they react. 
Ronak hated the media but they seemed to love him. The moment media saw him coming out of the gathered around him and started questioning Ronak was famous for being blunt and creating sensation throughout throughout the city. He was never politically correct and that was just me feared. Yes, this teaches you that never support your political party in front of media. Sir, who is this murderer? And are we safe on the streets where such a murderer is roaming around us? Nobody is safe in the city as the city is full of criminals. Now, let us do our work and let's do your work. He is ready with his sharp knife and whatever he likes and send us a video again. Ronak pushed the media away and sat on the jeep with Naveen to the call center. Jasmeet cursed Ronak under his breath for disclosing the video thing in front of the media. and uh, just ronak felt nothing and left now let's come to part 9 sir yesterday only he cleared his account as he said he will leave the town in the morning as his mother is ill he kept me working until midnight for the stuff i had no idea that the accountant at the call center replied to the same question for the third time this time it was to ronak and navin as they wanted to hear everything again When did he join this call center? Ronak bombarded his question to everyone. They had gathered in a room all who were somehow connected to Sudhir 6 months ago. Did you know about his criminal background? Yes, he disclosed everything about himself. We thought that the person is genuine and hence we had no other thought. How was his behavior? Pretty normal. He loved to work not a single leave was taken during his tenure. He didn't like to talk to anyone. Always quiet. any particular place where he like to visit very often everyone looked at each other one of them answered sir there's a shop at this crossing of daily needs that's the only place i have seen him quite often and even last night he went in this direction ronak looked at navin ronak understood that the mother knew all about this and hence he made himself pretty he must have bought ration for next few days and have gone underground Ronak asked a few more questions, recorded the statements, and then left to the daily needs shop. The moment he reached the shop, he noticed that few things which confirmed his doubt that the night was long for the shopkeeper. The newspaper was still lying on the ground; no one picked it up. The milk packet still lay unattended, and the shopkeeper looked totally disoriented. All suggestion, all suggesting that the person just got up. What's your closing time? Ten at night. And last night, why were you open till two? Davin guessed the time, and by the shopkeeper's sudden reaction, he knew that he had hit the bull's eye. No, sir, I, uh, uh, I haven't. Ronak slapped on his face. Within a second, he started talking everything he knew. Sir, Sudhir Bhai told me to wait till two, as he would be coming to gather some stuffs, and he is my regular customer. I couldn't deny him. He even gave me some really good tip. How much? Around two thousand, and what's the cost of the stuff he bought? Eight thousand. Hmm. Means around one week stuff. Vehicle. He came on an Alto red color. I remember the number of the car as well. Seven four double six. Ronak smiled. Just one slap and the person become a parrot. Ronak slipped in his hands into his right pocket of trouser and turned the coin. It was his habit to constantly touch the coin and toss it in the air and catch it back. It didn't take much longer to trace the vehicle. 
They got the location within half an hour and without wasting even a single minute, they proceeded towards it. The location was far away from the city and it took around one and a half hour to reach the location. During this time, Naveen couldn't hide his curiosity to ask about the coin. Ronak loved to flip that coin within his fingers whenever he was thinking about something. The coin was pretty special. It was half burnt on both the sides. Is that your lucky charm, that coin? Naveen asked. Ronak chuckled on hearing it because that coin could be anything but not a lucky charm. This coin is a symbol. It reminds me of that one case that still remains unsolved. I keep this with me as a reminder that how badly an unsolved case hurts. Unsolved case? As far as I know sir, you have a track record of 100%. I can't remember any unsolved case of yours. Some things in life are way too personal, Naveen, and this case is among them only. Ronak said and Naveen realized that he must have hit the same personal chord. He must have hit some personal chord. He fell silent and stayed so until they reached their destination. On the National Highway 44, at a place where you least expected to stop among the long bushes, they found the red altar with the number plate 7466. Ronak had a bad feeling about the whole scenario from the very beginning. He knew that the murderer was way too intelligent than running with a car with number plate. The suspect has deliberately left his car over here and changed the vehicle from here. Ronak went on a little inside of the bushes and have a look at the surrounding. For the first time, he felt his heart running at a rapid speed. For the first time, he felt fear. He picked out the picked out the coin from his pocket and bit between his teeth and that's when he heard Naveen shouting his name. We have found something here, a new set of tired imprints. We are tracing it soon and we will get the details of the vehicle. Ronak inspected the tired imprint and was convinced to get any information from them. Naveen locked. Naveen looked keenly when Ronak was observing the tired imprint. What happened? Naveen asked. The depth. The what? This imprints are of a heavy vehicle, but the depth suggests the vehicle was lighter one. He recently has changed the tires of the vehicle that he is using, Ronak replied. What's the conclusion then? He will get nothing from these imprints. We are following a master here, Ronak said, and left the vicinity to grab some fresh air. So that's all for today. Next spooky Saturday is Ashi. Part 10 theke so stay home, stay safe and don't forget to clean your hands and that's all for today. So this is Raj signing off. Let's talk. And if you like it, please upload a voice note. If you have any conceptual ideas, please give us a Facebook and Instagram link. And let's talk. Let's talk. Bye bye. Stay home, stay safe. Have a nice day. Our roads, Dupur Barata. Ek to updated theko. Rose Dupur Barata. I mean, just a kori update the watchunno ba. I mean, Rose Dupur Barata upload kori. Our kalke Sunday special segment te kicho special aste chalte. So bye bye. Have a nice day.
Thank you.